Hare Krishna everyone, we're continuing to read The Science of Self-Realization, the book by His Divine Grace, Srila A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. Chapter 7, Exploring the Spiritual Frontier, and the section is entitled An Awareness of What is Best and Most Beautiful. Mr. O'Grady I don't think you can explain situations in one area with metaphors from another. How can you argue political problems in terms of vague spiritual concepts? Their nature is completely different. Srila Prabhupada Sometimes a variety of examples explains us, helps us to understand or appreciate the problem better. In the vase, there is a variety of flowers, and that variety helps us better appreciate the idea of flowers. From any point of view, Krishna can resolve all problems. Why just the problems of Irishman or Englishman? All problems. That is called unity in diversity. Our students came from different backgrounds, but because they are all in Krishna consciousness, they are unified. Mr. O'Grady Very good, I accept that, yes. I would like to know, though, that when you say Krishna consciousness, is there any difference between that and Christ consciousness? Srila Prabhupada. No, there is no difference. Christ came to preach the message of God. If you actually become Christ conscious, you become Krishna conscious. Mr. O'Grady. And does becoming Krishna conscious or God conscious mean becoming self-conscious? That is, conscious of who we really are. Srila Prabhupada, yes, God consciousness includes self-consciousness, but self-consciousness is not necessarily God consciousness. Mr. O'Grady, but it may be? Srila Prabhupada, no. Mr. O'Grady, one may achieve consciousness of the God that is within Srila Prabhupada, that means he is God-conscious. You are now in the sunlight, and consciousness of the sun includes your ability to see yourself. In the darkness, you cannot see yourself. At night, you can't even see your own hands or legs. But if you come before the sun, you see the sun and yourself also. Without sunlight, without God-consciousness, self-consciousness is incomplete. However, God-consciousness makes self-consciousness very clear. Mr. O'Grady 
We meet a lot of young people in our teaching profession, and we don't try to teach them any kind of didactic salvation. We do try to direct them toward an awareness of what is best and what is most beautiful and what is most spiritually nourishing in the world about them. That is, insofar as the system allows us. Very frequently, the students are not neutral enough to be in a spiritual condition. They are more in an emotional one. What we are faced with often is the basic question of who am I or what is it all about? Shila Prabhupada, yes. Mr. O'Grady, or they ask, why am I here? Shila Prabhupada, yes, very good. Mr. O'Grady, we are asked, why should I be here? Who are you, teacher? And what gives you the right to tell us what to think or what to be or what not to be? Why should I read Shakespeare? Why should I listen to Mozart? I prefer Bob Dylan. These kind of questions seem to emanate from a very disillusioned state of mind and insecurity and uncertainty and a lack of credibility in the total structure of things as they are. Frequently we have to answer these questions in a cataclysmic sort of way. Rather than presenting direct answers, we must answer indirectly, taking account of the conditioning that prompted students to ask these questions in the first place. Do you think that we should try to reach them more directly? Srila Prabhupada, you are talking about the problem of Mr. O'Grady, modern education. Srila Prabhupada, yes. So many questions are there, but they are not answered by modern education. Why have I come here? What is the purpose? These questions should be answered perfectly. Therefore, the Vedas enjoin Tadvigyanartham Sagurum to find answers to all these questions one must approach a bona fide spiritual master. Mr. O'Grady, what if you have none? What if we are told that Mr. Nixon is the bona fide spiritual master? What do we do? Srila Prabhupada, no, no, laughter. <laughs> there is a standard for bona fide spiritual masters. You have only heard one line of the verse. Who is the spiritual master? That is the next line. Shrotriyam Brahmanishtam. The word Shrotriyam refers to one who has heard from another bona fide source. A spiritual master is he who has taken the message from another qualified spiritual master. 
This is just like a medical man who has taken the knowledge of medical science from another medical man. Similarly, the bona fide spiritual master must come in a line of successive spiritual masters. The original spiritual master is God. Mr. O'Grady. Yes, granted. Srila Prabhupada. One who has heard from God explains the same message to his disciples. If the disciple doesn't change the message, he is a bona fide spiritual master. That is our process. We take lessons by hearing from Krishna, God, and from him understand who is perfect. Or we hear from his representative, who does not contradict Krishna and who has realized his message. It is not that we speak one thing and do all nonsense. One who does so is not a spiritual master. Mr. O'Grady Now there is my poor old father, living west of Ireland, a simple old man, 78 years old now, your generation. He has gotten to the point at his age where he says, they tell me, the priests, they tell me ultimately that it's God who knows. But I want to know who told God. Then he comes to me and says, you went to school and you read books. Tell me, who told God? So I have no answer. That is the difference between 78 and 39 years. 78 and 39 years. Srila Prabhupada. No, it is not a difference of age. The difference is knowledge. In the Brahma Sutra, the question is raised, who is God? First of all, there is this question. Mr. O'Grady, who taught God? Srila Prabhupada, no. First of all, there is the question, who is God? Then we shall speak who taught God. Then we shall ask who taught God. The Vedas, the Vedanta Sutra, says, Adhato Brahma Jigyasa. Now we should inquire who is God. Unless you know who God is, how can you raise the question of who instructed God? If you don't know God, the question does not arise. Who instructed God? Is this not so? Mr. O'Grady, yes. Srila Prabhupada, who God is, is explained in the Brahma Sutra. Janma Dhyasya Yataha Srimad Bhagavatam 1.1.1 God is He from whom everything emanates. That is God, the Supreme Being from whom everything emanates. Now, what is the nature of that Supreme Being? Is he a dead stone or a living entity? That is also explained. 
जन्मद्यस्या यतोन्वयत् इतारतश्चार्थेश्वभीग्यस्वरत् श्रीमद् भागवतम् 1.1.1 The supreme being is fully cognizant of everything directly and indirectly unless he is fully cognizant of everything he cannot be god then the question that you raised comes who taught god and that is also answered svarat he is fully independent he does not need to take lessons from anyone that is god if one needs to take lessons from others he is not god krishna spoke the bhagavad gita and he did not have to learn it from anyone i had to learn it from my spiritual master but krishna did not have to learn it from anyone one who does not need to take lessons from others is god Mr. O'Grady Where does human love come in? Śrīla Prabhupāda Everything is coming from God. Being part and parcel of God, we manifest partial love because the original love is there in Him. Nothing can exist if it is not in God. Therefore, Love is there in God. Mr. O'Grady, and manifestations of love are manifestations of God? Śrīla Prabhupāda Unless the loving propensity is there in God, how can we manifest it? A son, son born of a particular father, has the symptoms of the father. Because the loving propensity is in God, we have that same propensity. Mr. O'Grady, maybe love is generated in you by the need. Śrīla Prabhupāda, no, there is no question of maybe. We are defining God in absolute terms. Janmadhyasya yataha Srimad Bhagavatam 1.1.1 God is he from whom everything has emanated. The fighting propensity is also there in God, but his fighting and his loving are absolute. In the material world we experience that fighting is just the opposite of loving. But in God, the fighting propensity and the loving propensity are one and the same. That is the meaning of absolute. We learn from the Vedic scriptures that when the so-called enemies of God are killed by God, they attain salvation. They attain liberation. Mr. O'Grady Is it possible to arrive at this understanding of God alone? Śrīla Prabhupāda No. And tomorrow we shall read why.
So, thank you so much for tuning in today. The link to this book is in the description. Please check out our website, shravanamdiaries.com, and we shall see you tomorrow. Hare Krishna!